Welcome to the only podcast that shares the astronomical and mathematical positions of the heavenly bodies. This is Sky Astrology. No, not astrology. This is Sky Astrology via astronomy. Good morning from London. Here's episode 315. I think this is the longest stretch that I've done where I consistently came on every day. It's kind of interesting. Anyway, today is June 19th, 2020. And I'm going to give you the times where the moon, our moon, is at 12 degrees where Venus is retrograde is and I'm going to give you the time where our sun is at three degrees Orion one degree away from four degrees Orion where it will be this also known as 35 degrees where Betelgeuse is 35 degrees Taurus so you know you've been following on I've changed that and I've been feeling this Orion energy and so for a while around this time of the year. So I'm claiming it. And where Mercury retrograde is definitely retrograding by a couple of degrees. And moving closer to an exact conjunction with Sirius. It's in orb, but it's not super exact. That's going to take a while because now Mercury is slower than usual. Also at this time in London, GMT, uh, Uranus will be at the top of the sky in the mid heaven. So let's just get that um, clear that we are approaching this solar solstice the summer solstice which is on the same 24 hour schedule let's say as our solar eclipse and a solar eclipse is when of course uh, the sun and the moon are aligned with the calculation of the nodes in the sky nodes are a calculation Uh, the north node is the moon when it's ascending calculation when it's crossing the sun and the south node is with the descending moon as it crosses the path of our sun so today also is june 19th which is an unofficial holiday uh, commemorating a speech made in Texas because Texas was late supposedly um, a hearing to the end of slavery which you know again wasn't really the end of slavery the fact of the matter is I don't know I asked myself (laughs) was I sleeping when they taught this in school or did they teach it that's what I want to know did they make a big thing of it doesn't matter Uh, if they did or did to now I hope they do now for kids in school because I, as African-American, only really connected with my history when I saw Roots. And I'm sure a lot of people did. And I remember the tension in school when everybody was watching Roots. 
So that could be a reason why we didn't hear about that. But no excuse. What's interesting is that actually it says, although this event is popularly thought of as the end of slavery, the Emancipation Proclamation did not apply to those enslaved in Union-held territory who would not be freed until a proclamation several months later, and that was on December 18th, 1865, that the 13th, 13th, had been ratified on December 6, 1986. The freedom of formerly enslaved people in Texas was given legal status in a series of Texas Supreme Court decisions between 1968 and 1974. See, it just, can you imagine, you free? Not really. (laughs) That seems to be what happened. And, you know, the interesting thing about America, and let me tell you, one of the reasons I never came back (laughs) is a little bit like, you know, sharing, a little bit of sharing. It's because I always felt that there wasn't a clarity in the history of America. Starting from the Native Americans, the indigenous um, peoples, you know, who so connected to the land, the Hopis. I'm partially Blackfoot Indian. My great-great-great-grandmother was Indian. and They always talk about her long black hair and my great great grandmother had hair like hers but she was very dark skinned and you know there's a rich history not all great you know really when you think about it and that's why I always shunned away like they're just for me I always just feel like I need to know the facts what are the facts and I wasn't getting them because they weren't available and nobody knew. It's just like astrology. I always thought with my walking around with my ephemeris, which is just a book of numbers, that that was the mathematical, you know, truth. Those were facts. And then when I found out they weren't, then I was very dismayed. So I am one. I want to know the facts. And the facts are that America was a place for me where they were not clear about their journey and there weren't reparations. I remember, and I know maybe I mentioned this before in another podcast that you didn't hear, but I remember how I felt when I was in Berlin and the wall fell down and I knew all the actions that were being taken to bring the East Germans' financial situation to a somewhat equal playing field of their Western counterparts. And there was a bit of an awkward period as well because there were relatives in Eastern Germany who now could um, you know connect with their Western relatives and a lot of them just wanted to you know catch up fast like I did mention it nach to nach 
hold badaf. Badaf is like what you need, necessary, yeah? What you feel necessary, what you feel you're allowed to have, essential. And nach is to get after. And behold is to have, to kind of catch, like catch up is like what you want to do when you walk into a party that's in full swing and everybody's had their drinks and everybody's loosened up and you're not. You just got off for work and you come in and you need a drink and you want to loosen up and you want to, but you, you're like an hour late. So you might drink faster or you, you know, you might try to catch up too quickly. Okay. Or, you know, the host will come in, give you a drink, come in, relax. We're da, 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 da. But this is, you know, just basic human, um, you know, reaction to these things. You know, that's why with the Holocaust, a lot of people who lost their homes in Germany were compensated. And I think that's a major problem with America, that former slaves, ancestors of former slaves, have never been compensated. Now, the funny thing is, in England... You know, really enough to because of George Floyd and all this movement, two companies are going to open up some funds for people to claim some reparations and they're going to invest money. So I I really think that should be of discussion. Now, what I also thought was, why hasn't it happened? And I know myself, I know from my mother who worked three jobs. There's a proudness of our ancestors, of African ancestors. And also, maybe there's a a part of us that knows that no amount of money, no amount of money can repair what happened and so the soul is heavy and I've always felt that heavy soul in when I was in America I always felt that feeling it's also a feeling we always felt me and my friends who lived in Berlin of what happened in Berlin we always felt oh there's like this bad energy from the Holocaust you know and energy is real and when you don't acknowledge that energy, uh, you don't, you can't conduct it, right? And that's what I want to say. So I don't feel like the energy about the story of America from the indigenous people who were in America, the history of America, the enslavement, the cowboys and Indians that we were thought to revere, you know, oh, cowboy and Indian movies, you know, dun-da-da, charging to Indian, you know, Pocahontas, all these false um, concepts are not, are not really um, expressive of the detrimental energies that built America. And so that's where I feel a lot of this, this, energy now is from this, you know, quite angry, sad, mournful energy, because every time something happens, 
you know, people get upset about it. Now, there are some people who say it's all a game, it's all of that. Whatever it is, we still have the opportunity to um, acknowledge it. And it is, of course, then our decision how we react. And I think a lot of people are coming from a place of love. And I just want to say thank you for all of the people of color and all of the people who are Caucasian, all of the people who are like waking up. And even if it's a movement, you know, I feel it's a responsibility to keep it going because we are, we, you know, maybe we weren't one before, I don't know, but we are one now. We have to be, you know, this is an earth plane and we are earthlings first. And our experience on this earth is different. And I always say, the black color, the black is an experience. The African-American black is an experience. And to acknowledge that experience is to acknowledge the worth of that experience and to encompass, of course, all colors (laughs) because that was part of the experience, you know, was your color. You know, if if you if it was eighteen sixty five and you were walking like twelve years a slave or whatever, you were walking like a free man. That was like, what's going on here? That was not the norm, and they only knew that because of your color. Now, if you were a white man walking in a suit, maybe you were an Irish slave, but nobody would know, right? Because of your color. So that is the experience I want to say about that, and that's my little June nineteenth, since everybody's coming around it. Also. Before I tell you where the heavenly bodies are, I want to share that um, this is a pivotal time for me. I have to move out of my studio by the 30th. And today I am handing in a grant proposal to prove reincarnation. But, uh, and also I'm <clears throat> raising money for my Egyptian flat. So there's a lot going on for me today and I wanted to, you know, tell you if you're interested in hats or any inf- um, materials because also what it is, it's that I am, I have to kind of physically acknowledge, talking about energy, acknowledge where I'm putting my energy and it's not in hat materials anymore. It is in Sky Astrology. It is in helping people. It is in numbers and um, looking at different skies and interpreting that and feeling like making connections, reconnecting the energy for people because so long we've been not had privy and access to the true energies of the universe because Western astrology is based on a system that is not representative of the astro- actual astronomical energies of the universe. And so I today, um, from today, will be clearing my studio. I have 11 days to do it. And I'll be giving things away, but also I hope to be selling some of my favorite hats. So, I don't know where I'm going to do it, on what platform, 
probably Instagram. Why not? I'm going to do it on this because I usually separate. I have a life as a hat party platform. But, you know, I've seen some of you wearing hats. So maybe you'll like to see that part of my life. And so I have quite a busy weekend. This weekend also emotional because I've always been a kind of, I've always had a studio. And I'm in transition now because I'm, you know, losing that studio. It's been a financial burden, true. And now um, the landlord needs the space. And then, you know, it was closed during the lockdown. And now everything is changing. People need space for the social distancing changes. And also, what can I say? Things are going to change. And... This is one of the changes I have to make from today. So I'm sharing that with you. And uh, that is my, I guess, solar, solstice, full moon, node, everything happening at the same time. Actually, my node, I've looked up my own chart, you know, for a change. (laughs) It's really funny. And my Chiron is at 13 degrees. So that I'm looking forward to what Mercury is going to do there. And Mercury is um, in the second house for me. Do you know where it is for you? Let's find out. Oh, wait a second. I just saw something. I used to go around saying I don't have a zero degree. See, I never get to look at my sky. Is that my sky? My moon at 21? That can't be my sky. That is wrong. I don't know, that must be another, because my moon is not, that is so weird. I've been going around thinking my moon is 14 degrees, oh my goodness. I have to check this out. Anyway, that's not time, it's all about you. So, today, at 9.39, that's not, that's like in less than two hours, our moon will be approaching 12 degrees, it's probably 11 degrees now, which is interesting. Okay, so somebody asked, and they might be listening to this podcast, and if they, that's perfect, I'll tell now so they can tell them to listen, if they want to know how to use the app. So those of you who use the Skyview app, those of you who are my students, somebody was asking, how do you know if, how do you know which uh, constellation is rising? Very good question. Well, there's little tiny um, icons, and they say N-E-N-S-E, but mostly North Hemisphere is going to be looking where the N-E is in in the N-W, the Northwest and the East-West. So when the Ascendant is rising from the East side, you need to kind of look to the left with your phone pointing left and find an N-E. And then the closest constellation, which is one of the known constellations, that is crossing the dotted line, the red dotted line, which is the horizon in the app, that is the rising sign. So, problem solved. Anybody else, any problems, please shoot me a message. And thank you for those of you who have just subscribed to the iTunes uh, podcast portal, because we want iTunes, Apple, to recognize and put this 314th 
three-year endeavor of sharing where the heavenly bodies are in um, the eyes of more people. Okay, wakey, wakey, wakey all the way. So, let's go. Our Mercury, we know, is full-fledged in retrograde slowly at 14 degrees next to Sirius, which is 13 degrees. But actually, let me tell you, it's only 22 arch minutes away, which is like a third of a degree away from the exact connection. Then we have our North Node in Betelgeuse sharing the space at 35 degrees Taurus, also known as 4 degrees Orion. Okay. And that's really poignant as well because 180 degrees opposite, as always, is where the galactic center is. Okay. And, you know, that is a very strong position. And also with the nose, they hold themselves long in a position. And they are on the verge of changing. Now, I know a lot of Westerns say they've changed already. Uh-uh. They ain't. And so let's be in the moment. Let's acknowledge that. Okay. Coming up to the sun, which I said is three degrees today of Orion. And let's put it to 34 degrees um, Taurus, because that's what you know it as. That's where you can see it on your sky. Okay. Like Betelgeuse is 35 degrees Taurus. Then we have Venus at 12 degrees. Like I said, retrograde with the moon reaching it. Uh, exactly at 9.39 GMT time. Um, that would be 4.39 in the morning. Most of you might be asleep. And 1.39 California time. And 10.39 for my Eastern European. I have like two students, one in France, or three students, two in France and one in Sweden. So now you know at 10.39, we can appreciate what our moon, which is our needs, our instinct, our tuition, and Venus to harmonize, to bring a balance to that in Taurus, in that Earth energy. Okay, then we have at the time Uranus at the top of the sky. At 10 degrees of Aries. Also a bit like, you know, literally when you look at the app, it's in Satus. Then we have Chiron at 17 degrees still of Pisces. Mars still at 2 degrees. Neptune still at 23. A lot of heaven change. Saturn is still at 0 degrees. Jupiter is still at 28 degrees, and Pluto is still at 29 degrees. They will be joining up again, believe you me, at 27 degrees, but not yet. But we have to be mindful that Pluto moves slower than Jupiter, and so Pluto is closer to the point of contact than Jupiter is. Okay. So that's all for me. I know that was a mouthful. Um, Thank you for listening. Thank you for coming back. And I'm going to make these short and sweet so I keep coming, not talking too much, because I have a busy day. Lots of love to you.